0: This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Seven-time world champion and modern-day legend Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, finally gets roasted. Hosted by Kevin Hart, Tom Brady gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy.
1: What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!
2: Wednesday, January 3rd, the Fantasy Footballers back with you. Mike Wright, Jason Moore, Andy Holloway. We have Al Borland, Judge Giamatti, and the Rapscallion Inducers Alley this morning. We welcome you all in. Kind of an exhale for most of you as the season concludes, as the uh, stat corrections finalize this morning. Hope you didn't lose your championship. But
3: I hope you accidentally won one.
2: Yeah, it it uh, you know, it settled at least one of our leagues that was very close, a point 3 I think victory. Yep. And um congrats to all the winners out there. Saw many of you picking up uh Foot Clan title t-shirts at shoutballers.com. Let them know. And currently the retro t-shirt is winning the day. So we have our traditional, and then we get we we released a, a retro, and there are more Which people. Which one going, do you like better? Um, I mean, I got one of each. Do <laughs> you? <laughs> 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 and uh, we welcome you, in. we've got, you know, yesterday we covered a lot of the studs. We celebrated with you, talked about some of the big performances over the final three weeks. Went through the uh the kind of the league winners. And today we're going to jump into a quick question here regarding the duds, the players let you down. Which week 17 duds are you most concerned about going into the future? Because there are some names that have been synonymous with fantasy football victories and domination for a very long time. I would say some of these guys, the majority of the time we've done this podcast, which we're wrapping up season nine, but these guys have led the way and now you are left wondering. So Jason, who who's at the top of that list for you?
3: Yeah, for me, this guy hasn't necessarily led the way. He doesn't <laughs> qualify as, as what you just described, but he was an, a young, exciting prospect that I think everyone was expecting a massive fantasy career, got injured, came back this year. And I'm talking about Javante Williams, who's still only 23.7 years old. He is young enough to be successful in the future. And the injury he had was basically like a two-year timeline. If you remember this last off-season, we didn't want to draft him anywhere. We were kind of universally out on Javante. I'm I'm happy because that worked out this season. But that was the expectation was like he won't get back to full strength until the following season. We didn't even think he would start the year. We thought he'd be on the pup. And then he's in preseason game one. The problem and the reason that I'm really fearful about Javante is because this offense gave him all the opportunity this year. They gave him so much work. So far, he's already got over 200 carries, uh, plenty of uh, 40 receptions. 257
2: total opportunities.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's he's up there, and he has wholly disappointed, not just fantasy managers, but probably the Denver Broncos. And I don't think that they can go, well, next year he'll be healthier. They've got a. They gotta address their running back room. They they don't have what they want. Sean Payton has always had a successful running back room that sets up his pass. I mean, the entire season, three point six a carry, and almost every single game just ineffective. Two rushing touchdowns on the season with the amount of opportunities he has. So the way five
2: that I, top twenty four performances in seventeen weeks. He's just been straight up bad. Um, and I don't blame him
3: coming off of that injury. In fact, it's impressive he he got back and he played. You know, all but one games. Uh, this year, all but one game. Would that be? <laughs> yeah,
0: that,
2: yeah that would it be. would be. Don't all worry about it. We yeah. just we tilted our heads Power and moved through. On. Yeah.
3: yeah. So um, I guess I just worry he's going to be replaced this year. They're going to bring someone in, either a big name or a high draft capital running back, and we won't have the opportunity to see year two still young. Javante uh, recovered from that that injury, so I, you know, if I have him, well, G- I, I don't know that I, I don't know that you can get much for him right now. I don't know that people are buying Javante's uh, outlook. He he's a
2: worthy, I mean, a big discussion in general. In, in one part, because there was a time in the dynasty landscape where Javante Williams was nearly untouchable. Mm-hmm. We knew that the future for Javante Williams was all but guaranteed as bright. But one catastrophic injury and you know some changes in the offense, it just changes the outlook. Like adjusted expectations has to be the the beginning of the Javante story. Jaleel McLaughlin, if you watch this team during the year, a lot more juice. Oh yeah. Than Javante. Javante was a kind of was, plotting yeah. adequate running back, and there will be those that I think want to take a chance on him next year, but. Look, Jarrett Stidham could be the starting quarterback of this team. It's not going to be Russell Wilson. And they can't afford to go out and get
3: a Kirk Cousins or something because of Russell Wilson's contract. They're going to be taking a ton of dead cap on. So this is a, a an offense that's going to have to kind of uh, scrape together pieces next year. So, so maybe what that says, maybe that's positive for Javante. Maybe it's like, well, we don't have the money and the draft capital to put more into the running back room, and we'll have to rely on Javante again. If, if he comes back, as the clear-cut starter next year I think I'll probably be in because of that two-year timeline that and his youth um I just it would be hard for me to imagine I mean this team went out and signed Samaj P Ryan right off the bat they care about the running back core uh for this scheme and and if I'm the general manager I don't know that I could rely on and say we're we're good here um with what you saw out of Javante this season P Ryan
0: is under contract next year he's at a mil uh cap number dead cap should they choose to move on would be uh one and a half so I mean it it seems like he should be there but I'm with you Jason of the concern of like you know long-term dynasty I got Javante chilling there that free agency period and the draft are both going to be you like you're gonna hold your breath Mm -hmm. of just waiting for the Javante replacement to come in because there's no way that that Sean Payton's looking at that, going, yeah, that's next year. This is what we need to turn this into a winning football team.
2: And historically, Sean Payton utilizes multiple backs. Yeah. So you're going to have like the the opportunity for Javante to deliver on his original promise, which would be workhorse back, four and a half a carry, explosive plays. I think that is. I think we can put it to bed.
3: Yeah, because even if he is the primary guy next year, I think they'll bring someone in for a timeshare.
2: Well, the two names I'll throw out there at running back, I mean, it's not a surprise, but Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry. Aging, declining powerhouse names. So Eckler, twenty six or sorry, twenty eight point six years old, free agent. Derrick Henry, about to turn thirty, a free agent. Uh Derrick Henry's still the RB eight this year. This season is, uh, I, I looked at it because I expected insane. to see a worse number. No, but, it's insane. And he he benefits from being – like, if you put him on a winner next year, I think there there will be draft hype around Derrick Henry, Baltimore, right, if he goes mm-hmm. to Baltimore or something. Um, but both of these guys are, are potentially in the Dalvin Cook trajectory, right? You, yeah. You shift teams, and you're not necessarily handed the keys to a backfield – and you're you're older, less efficient, less effective. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you can overcome those narratives in a dynasty league either where where you're trying to, you know, how do you move on from these guys without saying I'm desperate to move on from these guys, right? And I, if it were me, like if I'm in that boat and I'm saying, hey, I need to move on from Henry, Henry or Eckler, Mike, you've got Henry in dynasty. I do. That has to be part of a bigger trade to me. Because if the trade is just, I'm trying to get rid of Derrick Henry, it's, it's like holding up a, a big sign. Yeah. <laughs> and if you work him into a bigger deal, then maybe that name starts to pay dividends for you. That's how I would approach it. But, you know, there's a really, really slim list of age 30-plus running backs that have been relevant for fantasy. And, you know, Mark Ingram was one of them at age 30, AP, uh, this past year, <laughs> Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I am more concerned with Eckler than I am with Henry for next season, though.
3: I am as well. I think Henry will get a job. He he still looked good this year. It was tough sledding behind a bad offensive line on a bad team where you're losing a lot. That's just not – you You saw the games where they were winning and they were ahead. Like, they they could – do great things with Derrick Henry and he and he was very effective. Eckler Eckler over the l I mean he, over the last seven weeks, you know, he's on pace for two hundred and sixty two opportunities during that time and he would have a total of six hundred and ninety rushing yards. <sighs> on a seventeen game basis. Yeah.
2: My like, concern with him is just the viewpoint of all teams looking for a free agent. Exactly. Where it's just um you know, I, I was trying to see how old Steven Jackson was when he had his kind of final uh, the, decent what, years. The
0: Falcons years?
2: Yeah, I, I guess I was just curious how old he was during those. Maybe, Kyle, you can figure that out. But, you know, that's how I look at Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick Henry can come into a place, maybe get 200 carries, first and second down, not a third down back, manage his workload, go to Baltimore, go to a team that's winning ball games. Because when Tennessee had any chance of winning a ball game this year, he was great. When they had any opportunity to, you know, be within <laughs> a touchdown – he was great.
3: Stephen Jackson went to Atlanta
2: at age thirty, and it wasn't it wasn't good. Very special there, no, right? No, yeah. So those two players are obviously on the radar. They both dud it out in the final week of the year. And um, Mike, you've got a, you've got the name. Sure.
0: Maybe I want to talk about Stephon Diggs and the the insanity that was the year of Stephon Diggs. Because essentially it's like
2: th- he powered down.
0: Like through week nine, uh I don't have what he was in wide receiver terms, but just the 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 consensus thought of Stephon Diggs is no, he is wide, wide receiver three. three. Okay, wide receiver three averaging almost eighteen points a game, ninety three yards, almost a full touchdown per game. Stephon Diggs was a locked in top five wide receiver, and then a blip happened in week 10 and you went oh that's weird the Denver Bronx okay maybe uh you know uh Sertan I don't know then he gets the Jets well that's a tough secondary maybe he'll bounce back no he did not he Mike, did
3: he did not what Mike since week 10 yeah do you know what wide receiver number he is uh the the number I oh no
0: He's the wide receiver fifty-five from weeks ten through seventeen. He had one double-digit game, and the rest of them are under seven points. Yeah, his average is six point eight. I,
1: barf. It, it,
0: <laughs> there, there was a very noticeable change. I mean, they they brought they fired their offensive coordinator. They switched play callers. All that stuff. But how does? The, how does the star of your team, the uh, the not Josh Allen star of your team, vanish into absolute thin air? And if you've been with football for any amount of time, you'll know that Stephon Diggs is a very passionate man <laughs> yeah. when it comes to
2: all things. I'm honestly shocked I haven't heard more from him in the recent weeks. Shocked.
0: Yeah, I think that you... It, it's tough because they've been winning. Yeah, we will hear from stefan diggs <laughs> <laughs>
2: like here's you want to hear you here here here's something fun yeah i won't click the play a game button but um more productive fantasy receiver <laughs> since week 10 ready <laughs> this is this is uh okay quentin johnston oh no oh. stefan Diggs. Oh, oh you got huge. he got huge. oh that's gross barf <laughs> <laughs> quentin johnston was wide receiver 50 in that span stefan diggs 55. Wow. See, he got dorched. He got cued.
0: And here's the thing.
2: Tank Dell was better in that span, and he missed all that time.
0: It was barf. <laughs> Seven <laughs> games. Seven games. Like, that's, in, in a football season, that's not just like, oh, you know,
3: he's, he's had a rough patch. That's almost half of his fantasy games. And they went five and two during those games. Like, this is, this is the script that is winning for them when they were on the outside of the playoffs and had to fire their offensive coordinator. They're like, this isn't working. And yeah, Diggs was great. So he's 30.
0: He still has a bunch more years and a bunch more guaranteed money. But what is going to happen? Because this will be – if Buffalo wins the Super Bowl, I imagine we won't hear anything. It'll be Stephon Diggs talking to the team of like – if I'm going to be here, you're going to give me the ball. Like that'll be the
3: behind the scenes conversation.
0: If they win the
2: Super Bowl, he will have done something over the yeah. playoffs as well. Uh,
3: you would think, but they're
2: yeah,
0: they're yeah.
3: To be fair, he hasn't done something over this. four game winning streak.
0: They beat uh, Dallas, and his production was four for forty eight
2: last they beat year.
0: Kansas City with four for twenty four
2: last year. Hollywood Brown before he got injured was a top ten wide receiver in fantasy in Arizona. They close the year out, no Kyler. They come in with a new offensive coordinator, and Hollywood Browns are relevant all year. It feels a little bit like you just turned off the Diggs dependency yeah. software. And that's really what's happened. I mean, they have been willing to... Dalton Kincaid's pre he had a pretty big game last week. Um, his presence... The return of Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, the dependency on the run—like they did—make a decision that we're not just going to chuck the ball downfield to Diggs over and over and over again.
0: So, what, thinking long term, because the, the the outcomes are so large to me. Of uh, this, Stephon Diggs, they could patch things up, and then things are perfectly fine with the Buffalo Bills. They owe him a bunch of money. He still remains their number one, number one wide receiver. Or you play the game of careful what you wish for, Stephon Diggs. Fine, we're going to trade you. I don't, Kyle, He don't, I can't imagine he has a no-trade clause or anything like that.
2: I think but, his contract makes it almost impossible for them to trade him, from yeah. what I had seen. But you – what do they do? Here, they, here's a Here's a glass-half-full approach. And by the way, I think everybody that was let down by Diggs over the last handful of weeks was thrilled to hear that entire diatribe because <laughs> – you know we we understand. Yeah, and, and you got
0: because at that how do you how do you stop playing Stephon Diggs? It's the wor- him and Kelsey, the wide receiver three over the first half. Those of the are season. the
2: worst type of situations to find yourself in because you're never going to. I mean, we were here on the show. I will openly admit it. We did not say bench Stephon Diggs. It was like no, it was he'll it's figure It's pretty it much out. that. Uh, it's the tattoo that fantasy players have. Like you got to start Stephon Diggs. Like you just have to do that, but. He let you down as Kelsey did. Kelsey was stuck in your lineup
3: yeah Kelsey Eckler and Diggs those are the three vets that started strong, and that means you couldn't move on
2: at thirty years old, I don't think Stefan Diggs settles for an outcome where he's not getting the ball, so whether he fixes that outcome in Buffalo or he or he chooses that volume at another on another roster by some means. Of renegotiation of contracting cut and That's trade. what
0: I mean. Of careful what you wish for. I like just think he gets targeted someplace. The, the, sure. The, but they could be they could be Bryce Young targets. Yes. The first like
3: they could banish him to the
0: Carolina yeah. Panthers or something.
3: The first nine weeks he was just over thirty percent target share for this team. The since week ten, that awful stretch where he's wide receiver fifty five. Just under thirty percent target share. It's not a huge difference. It's a shift in what this team does. Mm-hmm. So not I don't. So I don't see I yeah. I don't see it changing.
2: Then, then Stephon Diggs has to become a different person. That would accept that, and I don't. I'm with Mike. We'll hear from Stephon Diggs if this full. He's just waiting for. He's waiting for a, he's a, waiting for he's a like, failure. He is. Like, like,
3: come on, our- come on, let's lose. I got some stuff to. Talk about!
2: Can you put prop bets on tweets from Diggs when they're eliminated from the playoffs? (laughs) We will see it for sure. Or they don't make the playoffs. This week? Yeah, I think they're making the
0: playoffs. Yeah, they should, but I'm saying that collapse, oh goodness gracious. Oh, if they don't. Get the popcorn. (laughs) He will will, unleash the fury. I will
2: predict no signs of Buffalo Bills (laughs) on his social profiles within 24 hours of their elimination this year if it's not (laughs) a Super Bowl title, if we know Stefan Diggs at all. All right, let's talk a little bit of news.
3: News and notes from around the league.
2: Presented by USAA Insurance. Well, the Jets have accepted uh, reality in the terms given by Dalvin Cook, who asked to be released. He was released. Mm-hmm. He wants the opportunity to go sign someplace. I think he gave up money. He be, did
0: to he, be released because he was on a uh, guaranteed money per game yeah scenario. So he's hoping that a team that's going to be in the playoffs will hope that want his services. It, it is
2: worth saying. I mean, it was a complete crash and burn for Dalvin Cook. I mean, from from the jump, right? We had optimism. Rodgers wanted him there. Rodgers is gone. But I do want to remind people: Brees Hall could not run in this offense. Mm-hmm. So Dalvin Cook certainly was not going to be able to. Uh, so I don't know if that means Dalvin Cook has. Anything left? I'm sure he's got four net level stuff left, so maybe a maybe a roster adds. him.
3: I think he's got a little bit left, and the rumor is that the Dolphins have made a contract offer. They obviously did prior. Uh, they did you know before he signed with the Jets, but that's the team that he's most linked to going forward.
2: Trevor Lawrence day to day expects to practice, feeling better. We'll see. Also, Jacksonville opened up the 21 day window for Christian Kirk to return. The team is much better with Christian Kirk. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Noah Brown didn't practice on Tuesday. A bunch of guys didn't practice for the Texans. If you saw that practice report, it was like all oh, their starters.
3: And this is a super important game. We're going to get into all the playoff implications, but that basically the Texans did make the playoffs because it starts this week.
2: And then, sure, what I think is is very valuable information when you look at the long term decisions you have to make in keeper leagues and. Potential outcomes for Trey McBride, all of those things. Jonathan Gannon was on local radio here in Arizona yesterday. He was kind of asked, um, you know, who's the quarterback for the future? And he was over the top in his assurance that there is no doubt that, number one, Kyler Murray (laughs) is their franchise quarterback. They asked, is there any doubt in your mind whether who, who will be your quarterback for next season? He said, no, there is no doubt. Number 1 is our franchise quarterback. That backs up everything Arizona has done despite speculation around Kyler. They and the, also have the 4th pick now.
3: Yeah, and the uh the quotes even though they're as clear as it gets that there's, you know, there's no doubt that Kyler's our guy. Number 1 is our quarterback. He's our franchise quarterback. If you listen to it, it's even more affirming. The laughter that he gives when asked the question is like genuine like like what are you talking about? We already have our quarterback. So that's uh, it was surprising to me that there was no question. Now, granted, this is the head coach. That's not. That's not Monty Austin. Fourth, the GM. Maybe they do some scouting in the off based on where their pick is, and something changes. But right now, it it you have to put it at ninety percent that Kyler's the quarterback.
2: And if Arizona loses this week and New England beats the Jets, which I, I believe that game line is very very close, and I think I took New England in that game, Arizona would be in a position to draft Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr you look at potential dynasty quarterback buys Kyler might join that yeah, list might, yeah. they they have two top they have two first round picks one of those is going to be an offensive player to help your team and uh they're also linked to some significant free agent defensive players in Arizona like Chris Jones uh so there is an opportunity for this team to improve you saw them against Philly they look good they have played hard this year they just don't have personnel so Kyler Murray, a down year, coming back from injury. We have to remember there's going to be – I don't think we let him off the hook at all this year. I'll put it that way. I agree. I don't think – I. you know, no Hollywood Brown, basically, no receiving options, um, terrible personnel all around him, coming back from an ACL tear, and I don't think we let him off the hook very much. Next year could be a much better year for Kyler, especially if you add someone like Marvin Harrison or Malik Neighbors. So, just throwing sure. that out there for thoughts. We have an offseason to debate it.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a good point of you, to make, to get maximum return, you have to take on risk. And I think that the Kyler Murray perceived risk is like the, the perception of it, I think, is larger than it actually is. Meaning, and Kyler Murray win. Things are rolling has been a good fantasy quarterback, a great fantasy quarterback. So if you are in a, you know, single QB and you've been struggling in dynasty or something, you could probably get him for far cheaper than like the day the draft is over, mm-hmm. that or even round the day that that pick 5 is done. Kyler Murray's value will either skyrocket or plummet, and I think that it will go up. I, w- I would do it right now if you're in a dynasty right, league. that's like what I'm th- saying. This,
3: is, this is the moment. The The championship's over. Kyler had a disappointing season. We're not sure he's got a job. You go trade for him now. And, and single quarterbacks and, and super flex. He's sure. even more valuable there.
2: Also, uh, we mentioned it yesterday, Sean McVay will continue coaching in 2024. That's this great. is very important for your Puka Mm-hmm. centerpiece type of Kyren. discussions yeah Kyron for sure yeah that's that's the tough Kyron's the big one different head coach views a fifth round pick differently both those guys are fifth round picks and you want the same system
3: it's crazy how high those two players are going to be drafted <laughs> next year for waiver wire yep. fodder last round type of picks next year they're going to be in the first and second round yeah seems
2: right All right, that was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our Week 18 Playoff Primer. This
0: episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. It's no secret we get deep on football here to the point where, yeah, maybe I, I might lose track of a few other things like subscriptions. I mean, do you know how many you've got right now? Probably not. But our sponsor, Rocket Money, can help. I've been a longtime user of Rocket Money. I love it. I get pop-ups all the time checking in on my finances. Things like subscriptions. Like, hey, you should probably go through your subscriptions and, and just make sure that everything is on the up and up. And I go and I check and I review every single time. And sometimes, every once in a while, boom, there's a subscription that I forgot about that I don't use anymore. Thank you, Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app. That finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions Saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash footballers. That's rocketmoney.com footballers. Rocketmoney.com
3: slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp,
2: H-E-L-P.com slash footballers. All right, we are jumping in. We wanted to break down the playoff motivation levels. Go through all the teams this week. I mean, from a NFL fan perspective, there's a lot at stake this weekend. And uh, if you're in a Week 18 league, uh, we are going to help you there too. playoff primer gentlemen let's talk about some teams that have clinched and have little or nothing to gain so that's the afc teams the ravens are the number one seed the chiefs are locked at three and the browns are locked at five how much oh, do you expect to Blacko. <laughs> see how much do you expect to see these guys
3: um i expect to see very little of the ravens um they are locked up i, I mean Honestly, I don't expect to see a full game from any of these teams, right? I mean, why would you put your players out there for 60 minutes of injury potential when it will not have an effect? Give them health. Give them rest. It's kind of what you see every year now.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I think last we had heard Harbaugh had not decided about Lamar, but if he – does decide i it'll will guess like it'll be drive. a half a half or something. A half,
0: i think it'll be like just a couple drives
2: yeah you you could be right and then we'll be Tyler Hunt Huntley the 49ers are locked as well on the NFC side and that's at the number 1 seed debo was on
0: uh k adam's show talking about do you expect to play do you want to play and he said yeah but it was also clear that it won't be the entire game
1: it
3: food for thought would would uh would it be realistic that Harbaugh? Harbaugh is a, a great coach, and um, you know, g- these these really good coaches, they're in tune with the players. They want to set them up for success. Lamar is really close to getting an MVP, right? So, could can, Harbaugh, you know, play? Can anyone Lamar?
0: actually take it from him?
3: I'm just saying, if 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 he sits Lamar, does that hurt his ability to win the MVP? I
0: don't think so. I think it's done. Let's see, Kyle's saying he's minus
3: twenty thousand. Okay, well then sit, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good, it is wait, worth wait bringing up. But uh, wait, wait a minute, is that, right? is that real? That's
2: He's thinking? minus twenty. Think about Nothing thousand? can happen this week yeah, yeah. for any team that will change the scenario because all of the good players that would be in the running have already. They might be sitting as well. Like Brock Purdy was in the early contention. He, he's not going to be playing. So. Wow. I mean, unless you think Dak's going to throw over about 13 touchdowns this week, well, that, that's, winning the division. That's what I thought. Is like, what if Dak balls out? But and, he can't take the number one seed, and I think that that matters. Yeah. I think it's the fact the Ravens have it locked. Crazy. Minus 20,000 says.
3: So that means, just so if, if people aren't familiar, and correct me if I'm wrong, that means if I were to bet $20,000 and win, I would get $100. I believe that is correct. You're going to do it? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the risk reward that I like. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, nothing to gain, everything to lose.
2: Yeah, yeah that that would be the worst feeling ever. If you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, just take a, a flat gimme and whoa, whoa. Well, all I, right. I, so, I am seeing there's I
0: think there's places you can
3: get it for like minus six thousand. Jay, if you want in on that, I'm gonna still avoid that. <laughs> I, I would look more at whatever that means for DAX upside.
2: Yeah, what do we have on the DraftKings sports book? Twenty thousand for Lamar. The next highest Dak, the next highest Purdy, the next it highest is, Josh Allen.
3: It
0: is done.
2: And uh, the Rams can move between the ni- number six and seven seed. I don't know how much that's going to change the way that they utilize their players.
0: It is interesting. The The 49ers are favored by three and a half still against yeah. the Rams. And the 49ers have nothing to play I for. I think that
2: that's because the, they're anticipating that Sean McVay will also,
0: He'll also sit people,
2: be willing to sit people.
0: Yeah, I guess. and I don't know six what. And seven.
2: Kyle, do you know what would define the six and seven movement? Because perhaps that is unlikely for them to move to seven, based on the game lines that would make that happen. And McVay's sat people in the past; he's played them in the past. You know, I don't know how much Cooper Cup you see this week with how he's been banged up. So that's kind of the; those are the clinched or little or nothing to gain scenarios. So. To me, that Vegas line says that they believe both teams aren't really going to be doing a lot, and then they give Arizona or um, San Francisco the nod.
3: So, for fantasy purposes, here we talked about the Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, 49ers, and Rams. Are you confidently able to start any of the, Like Kyron Williams. Elijah Mitchell, yes. Yeah, for sure. Elijah Mitchell, yes. When a backup gets to be thrust into a great position, he's wonderful. But from those teams, is there. Like Kyron is Kyron and Puka, how do you not play them? But
2: yeah, I mean i I'd, I'd be trying to move away from them. Yeah, into a new league that doesn't play this week. So
0: <laughs> I'm looking at it. It it seems like if the if the Rams lose and Green Bay wins, am I right on that? Kyle? They slip to the seven. Yeah, they'll go seven.
2: Which, um, yeah, I mean that's not a guarantee for sure. I mean the Bears have been playing great. Teams fighting for playoff seeding, division titles in the AFC Jacksonville. This is what we want. Jacksonville uh plays Tennessee. So, is this correct? They become AFC South champs and the four seed with a win over Tennessee. Yes. So they are highly motivated.
3: Yeah, get that home game um or in a good. winnable matchup or leave the playoffs cuz they are eliminated with a loss.
2: Yeah, that's that's what you want. Same with the Bills. The Bills are battling for the AFC East title. They um, they can fall from the two to a six seed. Uh, the Dolphins can, and the Bills can be eliminated with a loss, depending on other outcomes. So, the Bills yeah, are playing great. for their lives, and then two it, to six—that's
0: that's, that, that's y- big for you the play. Dolphins.
3: Yeah, you you play your starters like you you play to win. Yeah, these are these are two playoff type matchups where um, it's in uh, Miami uh, as well. More so, the Bills Dolphins game is more playoff like than because Tennessee. Is not really playing for much other than to play spoiler. Um, but, yeah, you,
2: you want players in these games. The Cowboys on the NFC side can secure the NFC East title with a win. So the Cardinals doing the Cowboys favors last week.
3: After the Cardinals did the Cowboys no favors and beat them. <laughs> I guess having a, a coach that was in that division makes it makes a difference. It
0: does, except for when you play the Manders.
2: <laughs> yeah, the uh the Eagles can get the number 2 seed if they win and the Cowboys lose. And, if they play New York?
3: Yeah, and both Dallas and Philly games are in the later window, so they won't necessarily know at least until the towards
2: the end of a game um whether they need a win or not. The Lions uh currently the number 3 seed can move to the number 2 with a win and losses by the Eagles and Cowboys, which that's Seems long unlikely. odds. So he will be playing as starters. Dan Campbell came out and said that. Did you guys see the um yeah, the the rest the is, memo? Did you see the memo that the league put out regarding eligible I did, receivers?
3: Yeah. I didn't see that. No. It
2: actually, um, I mean, it kind of it <laughs> kind of persuaded me that the that the the referees were in the right in that game.
3: Really? What 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 did it say? It said, "Well, I mean, because the guy shouted he's eligible from super far away."
2: No, I mean it, it it if you go and you watch what transpired number 70 ran in on the field and you know the referee actually announced number 70 at the game over the you know over the loudspeaker you can hear it and then number 70 was covered up which when you cover up the eligible receiver on the end of the line that makes it an illegal formation which is the penalty which was one of the penalties called on that along with illegal touching on 68 and the league sent out this memo and it spells it all out like it shows every angle of it like it I don't know I mean you could argue that it was pretty obvious to me
3: you could argue that when that if the team if the Lions were paying attention listened to the incorrect eligibility call that they should have
2: which is the rule the rule is if if the what the league what the players call out you have to go with that what you know what the referees call out you have to go with that right but that's
3: the mistake right is that he called out the wrong number
2: uh debatable. Yeah, yeah allegedly. Debatable. Sure. I mean, it's hard because seventy was running in on the field and yelling at the referee at the same time. Yeah, I think was walking it, they
0: over. they were intentionally like it was smart of the trying to confuse the other team of having multiple people over by the ref. Of it's not just the one player walking over saying I'm eligible. Okay, we'll key in on him, but then you end up confusing the refs with your confusion tactics.
2: Uh, but I mean, look, the, if you listen to Dan Campbell, he's moved on. He said, you know, like we don't sit and we don't wallow in yeah, that. Nobody gonna else do. is going to do it. We're going to go play hard. We're going to win. So he says he's going to play his players. That's great. And then, uh, you have teams fighting for playoff spots that we're going to lay out for you as well. Uh, Texans versus the Colts. The winner of the game is in the playoffs. The loser is eliminated.
3: Yeah, this is a playoff game. That's what I was saying earlier. Like th- th- there's no game. I want players in more. Than the Texans Colts. This is legit and that's Saturday evening, identical to a playoff game.
2: Yeah, and the, it's even close to a toss-up from a game line perspective. Steelers, they have to win and have either the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Bills lose. That's
0: <laughs> oh man,
2: not likely. But Tomlin is magical. Happen. I I don't think it can happen. Right. I don't. I just don't think Jacksonville is going to lose to Tennessee.
3: That's the one I
2: think. I mean, and I don't think those. I don't think Buffalo is going to lose to Miami either. Because I don't think so. They're not yeah. going to have Waddle and that offense. And we'll see. You're right. It could happen. Either way, he's got a winning record. Uh, they're going to win because yeah. they're playing Baltimore.
3: Yeah, Pittsburgh's favorite. So if there's any question of like, oh, Harbaugh hasn't decided what he's going to do. <laughs> yes, he has. Pittsburgh's favorite.
2: And then the Buccaneers on the NFC side. If they win at Carolina. They're the number four seed in the NFC South champions. (laughs) They are eliminated if they lose that ball game. Oh, my gosh. Now, I did have a dream last night. Oh, okay. That Bryce Young was eviscerating some sort of defense. Wow. He was just dot after dot after dot.
3: People might have to play Bryce Young this week (laughs) against that matchup, considering all the quarterbacks that will be benched.
2: It will be the first time this year, probably. Probably. The Falcons-Saints game, if the Bucks happen to lose, the winner of the Falcons-Saints ends up NFC South champions. Are those games at the same time? Is the Atlanta? Yeah, they are. They are yeah, at the same time. The,
3: the league's
0: pretty good at best. So
2: best. they will be playing that game with all their heart and all their soul and probably for nothing.
3: Well, yeah, three three teams are really truly playing for the division title in their minds. We need the Bucks
0: or the Saints to do this.
3: We cannot let Arthur into the playoffs at 8-9. and nine.
0: That's a travesty.
2: I saw a tweet this morning from Chris Harris that mentioned the Falcons with a top ten pick are gonna have an opportunity to do something very funny, which is to draft Brock Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> uh because Brock Bowers tight end from Georgia, probably gonna be one of the higher drafted tight ends in history. Oh goodness. And I was like, that is that's a funny idea. Fourth straight, four straight offensive players. He could be the tight end three on the Falcons behind Pitts right. and, and Johnny.
0: I, ho- I hear he's a good blocker.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Uh, and then the Packers, if they win, they're in. They play Chicago, though. They are favored, but Chicago's been on fire, and Chicago would love oh, yeah. nothing more.
3: Oh, yeah. this That's the rivalry. I have learned this from uh, Owl, Mr. Packer, man, that the the rivalry within that division is purely the Bears-Packers. That's the hatred Um. You know, between them. So the Bears are definitely going to come to play.
2: Didn't the Packers get eliminated last year by the the Detroit Lions in the final game of the year? I I believe that is what happened. I'm looking over at Al. Al. Can you confirm that for me, friend? Uh,
0: I I cannot. I don't know for sure. That sounds right to me.
2: So they have a chance to get bounced in the last game of the year twice. I hope that
3: the Packers make the playoffs just because Aaron Rodgers couldn't do it in a full season last year. And if Jordan Love does it in his first full season, I like that chaos.
2: Seattle very motivated. They have to beat Arizona, but then the Packers, if they uh lose to the Bears, Seattle's in. And then the Vikings need to win and have lots of other help. <laughs> so and they play Detroit, and Detroit's playing their starter, so it's not it's for the like Minnesota. Minnesota later. They
0: Minnesota is my number two team. I love the Vikings. You need to lose this. Game. Like you need, you need to not make the yeah, playoffs. They, they are, they are not going to get through, and you are just sacrificing a, a large uh, draft pick swap.
2: Detroit knocked out the Packers in the final game last
0: year. Yeah, so and
2: another divisional chance for Justin Fields and company. And I, I think Chicago wins the game. <laughs> so nice. I think Seattle makes the playoffs.
3: Well. This is super important. If you're playing this week, if your championship is in week 18, everything we just said is super important because there's going to be motivation means everything in week 18. Obviously, we went through that pretty quick. There's a great article we have on the website fantasyfootballers.com uh just written up by Matthew Betts. Just goes team by team so you can reference it as you're making your start sit decisions, as you're looking at waiver pickups. Uh the you know, it it's it's exceptionally important in week 18.
2: All right. Uh, let's we got some mailbag to jump into, Brooksy. Let's do it. <laughs> mailbag.
1: mailbag. Yeah.
0: Jimmy champ. Oh yeah. I have I forgot to tell you. You're looking great, champ.
2: Yeah, you're looking nice, champ.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Jason, lower your chair even more. <laughs> I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you at this all. This is
0: a champs only table. Oh <laughs> man. You guys are
3: the You worst. got a long time to deal with this. Yeah, I know. I know.
2: Just three sixty four more, Jay. Oh man. All right. The uh first question from Holden on the website. How or now that the off season for you guys is starting up, what is something you look forward to? Is it family time, vacation, hobbies? I've always wondered.
0: Sure, it's a good question. Uh The off-season, there are definitely fewer episodes of the Fantasy Footballers podcast, but there are still plenty of recordings and things and working on uh, the Dynasty Pass. I'm super excited to jump into that. We're in prospect season. That's kind of like the big work project. But then, you know, for— Yeah, the
2: UDK starts pre-selling on Super Bowl Sunday, and the Dynasty Pass is available instantly. So we jump in there for sure. We're two shows a week on the main pod. Mm -hmm.
0: Hobbies is I always pretend I'm gonna do something real big. Yeah, I'm like oh the off season's here. I, What's my project this mm. off season? Yeah, and then I'll like I'll take some naps. Naps. yeah, very I'll, nice. I'll play some pickleball, and then the season will start, and I'll go. Dang it, I did it again. I
3: didn't build that. Yeah, I didn't build a treehouse. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to cruises. <laughs> That's what I. So like So you're to looking do. for vacation? Yeah, yeah, I want, I want, I want nice. vacations. But yeah, I mean seriously. I am really excited to start prospect scouting here soon.
2: Felicia Johnson on IG says, what did you all think of the college football playoff games? Who's going to win the championship? I Both games are incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of big Phoenix energy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You
2: just hearing that? Fresh. No, oh, I did. No, okay. I saw it. I right.
3: saw it. That was incredible.
2: But uh, you know, I, it, it, the Michigan game is I mean, the, the one I watch more. of. It's
0: going to be nonstop in the NFL.
2: Oh no! Oh no! We're going to have to say Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, all the time.
3: Yeah, I've I've put a uh, Phoenix Mightier. I've <laughs> I've
0: got like the uh, the chart. You know of who screws it up first.
2: Oh, for for yeah yeah yeah
0: on the air. Yeah, so we'll we'll Jason. put a, we'll put a pool together because yeah. it's going to happen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but uh,
2: it's rough. or or you just say it normal and then we think you didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. the. Um... I won't ever say it. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like Michael. <laughs> yeah. So that quarterback, Michael. Yeah, uh, Mike.
0: Mike Pete. But the games, the games are great. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you don't pick Michigan.
2: But... The Michigan game was the one I watched more of, and I. I couldn't help even when things were going their way. At the end, I was like, "Alabama's going to find a way to win it. They always do." It's always exciting. Did you see John Harbaugh's parents? The interview? Mm-mm. I did not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you have to go look that up. It's so funny. I mean, they are old. I was just—they're very old. Be like in
0: their late eighties. I mean, 90s. first,
2: first of all, their father, the the Harbaugh's dad, looks just exactly like them. I mean, it is just. A spitting. Is he wearing like some khakis? I mean, their level of excitement for their son winning that game in Michigan, obviously, the interview is just wonderful. Yeah, Jack Harbaugh and his wife. Uh, yeah. Y- you got to go watch it because it's just it's just what sports it's what sports is all about. It's spectacular. Right. But yeah, I like um I like Michigan in that game. But I both games were amazing. They were, and uh, thank goodness Florida State wasn't in in them
3: oh my gosh i just i pulled up this yes no joke i just pulled it up and i cannot believe how much this looks like harbaugh if
2: you just put an age filter on either it's, of the sons it, it would instantly become well, jack harbaugh 100 percent
3: incredible work with your jeans, jack <laughs>
2: uh so are, are you guys all on the michigan side i, I want to see I michigan, michigan winning. i do I,
3: yeah me too i'm surprised that you don't have like some Pac 12 going out, Pac 12
2: is going out. That's why I don't oh. care. I'm actually on the opposite side of that. I don't want to see the Pac 12 win okay. when it's not ASU, which who will never win. Um
0: There's no divisions
2: anymore, man. There's no nothing but money, just money. Yep. Is it Arch Manning's making 2.8 million in NIL money and Brock Purdy's making 800k? Yeah, life Are going to are we going to start to see NFL players going back to college? <laughs> Can we go backwards? oh man if you have eligibility you can right Do you have, No, once you once you, once say, you declare pro once you're, you're done. in
3: the draft you're done oh darn that would be awesome just Michigan being be like
2: what hey. if an nil deal comes to a guy that's about to walk on stage at the nfl can you turn around and run out the building
0: i, I don't know
2: he, he is left <laughs> he is not accepting a third round draft pick <laughs> um all right here's a good question ig question uh how would you handle payment if your co-manager didn't contribute all year and you ended up winning well, you want to know if you can have all the winnings, huh? <laughs>
3: oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. Uh I I would hope that you had some kind of understanding going into the season like, yeah. oh, we're we're splitting or... You had a chance
2: to boot this co-manager when you weren't the winner.
3: I would give, you know, here's what I'd do. Let's say you want $1,000. Okay. You give him 100 bucks.
0: Yeah, okay. So 10%. You, know what I mean? you go,
3: "Here you go. Thank you for Following my coattails, yeah. Enjoy. Just, hey, be generous. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah. Now, Jason, I good. did
2: I did catch you on Twitter this morning. Somebody's asking what the etiquette is for kind of league dues and and things of that nature because a lot of people get stuck winning leagues, not collecting.
3: Yeah, if you're in a paid league, you you really 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 want to make sure you're set up. Through, there's there's tons of places you could do it but you set up and you collect dues at the beginning of the season and you put it in an escrow. Um was it league safe? Is that? Yeah, I believe that's uh, Charchian. Yeah, so league safe is one of I'm sure several options, but it just makes it to where there's no questions. There's no oh, life changed for this guy through the course of the season. He can't pay his dues. It's like when you start the league, you buy in. Yeah. And then it's in an escrow and then it and then there's no guilt, there's no Awkward conversations at the end of the year, it just pays out. And I you, think that's
2: the fundamental thing. You just have to collect dues from everybody at the beginning no matter what. Yeah,
3: and if you don't pay, you don't play.
2: Yeah, it's it's not complicated.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it, it can be because it's like when you're playing with your
3: buddies and they're like,
0: well, I can't do it right now. It's, it's sorry, man.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> you, it's you, also complicated if the commish is the one just collecting the dues at the beginning yeah. and then pocketing it and then being <laughs> like, well, at the end of the year, I'll I'll pay it out. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to this. I won't spend I'll keep this real safe. I want <laughs> you
2: to try this whole not paying up front thing. When you go to the, the NFL game and you're at the front right. ticket, and I'll pay you later. Like, Hey, where's no? you? You don't get to watch
0: I won. Where's the dues? Well, it was collected by uh, red <laughs> in Las
2: Vegas <laughs> by red. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we got one more. Is there, is there one that you really want answered here, Brooks? You have a favorite, uh, this question from IG we'll go here. Dynasty one on CMC. Since we talked about long-term value do I finally sell oh, CMC this offseason, or do I ride it until the wheels fall off? Look, I I, <laughs> I almost made a brutal mistake this last offseason in Dynasty. I tried to mm-hmm. sell CMC. I was rejected, mercifully, by an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and had I done it, I would have regretted it immensely. Yeah. What look, was CMC the is not—I oh, don't it, even want to talk dude, about it. I don't want to talk it? about it. Yeah, I remember it. Oh, I remember no. it, but it's so embarrassing at this point because
0: it was Damian Pierce.
2: It was like a first round featured. pick and Damian Pierce, or first and a second and Damian Pierce, something like that. And
0: an instant loss for, for Andy had he made the trade. I mean, it would have been devastating. Yeah. And
2: at that time, it was like, oh, you know, do I be- who do I believe in right now? And I need to get some draft capital. Maybe I rebuild my team. And it would have been a mistake. And look, CMC has missed zero games since being a member of the 49ers. He's on the best offense with the best coach in the best situation with no perceivable uh, age-related decline of any kind with tons of money invested into him. There's no way CMC is not great next
3: year. He's got a great contract situation where you're going to rely on him. Anyone can get injured. CMC has been injured in the past, but if you want to rely on someone – he is a – freakazoid when it comes to physical fitness physical fitness health there's a reason he's able to do what he's able to do i mean everyone obviously in the nfl's working out and straight training and but he takes it to a different level that is Let them- why he's able to to continue going so i'm i'm gonna hold on to him i'm gonna i'm gonna write him
0: there was uh we had a new dynasty episode drop today and we do talk a little bit about running backs and the very frequently the advice is be willing to trade running backs a year early and just watch them be great on someone else's team. Christian McCaffrey is an outlier. I will go I'll, I will just let I will let the fire burn down to the just the embers and then the ashes and nothing left of McCaffrey because then you'll have a ceremony. Yeah. And I will celebrating yeah. and it, the championships. Right. And because there could be multiple like if Christian McCaffrey is anything close to this for two years. I mean, that's what was the the stat? Was over fifty percent of people in their league championship had Christian McCaffrey? Yep.
2: Let the record show that the consensus, like all of the industry, had Damian Pierce at thir- <laughs> thirteen yes. in dynasty yeah. rankings at running back. <laughs> it is not what we think of it now. Okay, the
0: the, the community was very excited for Damian Pierce.
2: Isn't was the Singletary a one year deal?
0: Uh, that I don't remember, but I do. What I remember is the off season. The hoodwinking that we all got from the Houston Texans where they led us all to believe that not only is Damian Pierce their guy, he is a three-down running back. Like, this is the Texans. This is on them.
3: Yeah, Singletary is a one-year deal.
2: All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for today's show. We got uh, tomorrow. Starts of the week. Matchup previews for week 18. Uh, We'll do our best. Yeah. Yeah, you guys will. I won't be here tomorrow. (laughs) Mm. i'll be here on friday though (laughs) (laughs) i'll be here on friday to take a record-setting fourth wheel of shame oh Oh, the quattro record
3: tying oh really for myself yeah Yeah. remember we had the the scepter with the four we we found it so we'll we'll do something special especially since you guys are champs and i am a loser Mm. but i won this one so we'll see
2: Great. Looking forward to it so much. Last chance to head to FootClanGiveaway.com. We're giving away a signed Travis Etienne jersey and a bunch of swag. And, again, shopballers.com for your title gear. That'll do it for today's show. Thank you for joining us. Back tomorrow with another one. Goodbye.
0: Have a good day, everybody. Goodbye.